you have a Bible with you, turn with me to Revelation chapter 4. I know you just heard us read this and you, your eyes went over the words either on the screen as we read the verses or in your copy of God's Word. But honestly, church, there's no word that I will say that compares to the importance of these words. Let me read them for us again as we look at three points from these two passages of what I've entitled a worship service or worship afresh and new. After this, I looked and behold, a door standing open in heaven. The first, ver the first voice which I had heard speaking to me like a trumpet said, Come up here and I will show you what must take place after this. At once I was in the spirit and behold, a throne stood in heaven with one seated on the throne. He who sat there had the appearance of jasper and carnelian. And around the throne was a rainbow that had the appearance of an emerald. Around the throne were 24 thrones and seated on the thrones were 24 elders clothed in white garments with golden crowns on their heads. From the throne came flashes of lightning rumblings and peals of thunder. Before the throne were burning seven torches of fire, which are the seven spirits of God. And before the throne there was at it were a sea of glass like crystal. Around the throne, on each side of the throne, four living creatures full of eyes front and behind the first living creature was like a lion. The second, like an ox. The third living creature with the face of a man. And the fourth living creature like an eagle in flight. And the four living creatures, each of them with six wings, are full of eyes all around and within. And day and night they never cease to say, Holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty who was and is and is to come. Whenever the living creatures give glory and honor and thanks to Him who is seated on the throne, who lives forever and ever, the 24 elders fall down before Him who is seated on the throne and worship Him who lives forever and ever. They cast their crowns before the throne saying, Worthy are you, our Lord and our God, to receive glory and honor and power. For you created all things. and By your will, they existed and were created. We'll get to chapter 5 in just a moment. But look with me first and foremost. Look with me at where this worship service is occurring. 
The worship service that you and I just heard multiple times this morning, the, the, the worship service and all the people who were there, all the creatures, all the creation that was there in that place was not here at River Bend. It, it was not in America. It was not on this earth. It is happening even as we are here in heaven. That worship service, as we'll see in just a moment, that, that worship service goes on throughout eternal future. And that worship service has been occurring and is occurring even at this moment. And when you and I, when you and I understand and see this great God, the one true living God, the one who is on that throne, the one who is ruling and reigning, when you and I see Him for who He is, our lives change. Who is present at this worship service around the throne the throne is there in heaven it is in the center of heaven and all around him there are 24 other thrones all around the throne high and lifted up are 24 other thrones there are 24 elders on those thrones and they are worshiping God there are creatures all around the throne there are represented here four living creatures. One with the face of a lion. One with the face of an ox. One with the face of a man. And one like that of an eagle. And all of those creatures that are around the throne, they are worshiping. They're full of eyes. They've got six wings. It's the seraphim in Isaiah chapter 6. And we'll turn there in a moment. Day and night, they never cease to say, Holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty, who is, excuse me, who was and is and is to come. The elders, they are believers already there that are worshiping. There are myriads upon myriads. There are ten thousands upon ten thousands of angels that are going back and forth, reverberating in heaven as I speak. The glories, the attributes, the power, the majesty of our God. Everything in creation is praising Him. And as that is going on in heaven, there are peals of thunder, lightning flashing. This is a weighty, weighty moment. And my prayer is that this illustration and this moment of maybe a joke does not lose this point. You know, my grandmother is in her 80s. Almost 90. She's 89 years old. And, and um, she goes to the same church she's been going to for some 50 years. Living in the same town where she has lived over 50 years. And um, about 10 years ago, that church kind of changed their worship style. 
that church went from singing four hymns to throwing in some praise choruses. And I had gone through seminary at the time. I was pastoring a church at the time. And uh, my grandmother, I believe it was over Thanksgiving that year, pulled me aside and she said, you know, Brian, I really don't like those praise choruses. We sing them like seven times in a row and it's the same words. What do you think about that? And I said, do you really want me to tell you what I think about that? And she said, yeah, I do. I said, take out your Bible and let's turn to two different places. I took her to Isaiah chapter 6 and I took her to this passage here in Revelation 4 and Revelation 5 and I tried to teach and tell her that what was happening 700 years before Jesus was born when God allowed Isaiah to see into heaven and see the worship service that was taking place there and to fast forward even after all of human history on this earth takes place to see into heaven and see the exact same worship service going on. And to try to get her to understand and to try to get me to understand and to try to get you to understand that he is that worthy, that we will never, ever, ever get over those words. Holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty. The whole earth is full of his glory. For thousands upon thousands upon thousands of years. And I know what you're thinking. Man, I'm going to get tired of it. No, you won't. You, you won't get tired of it because he is that worthy. He is that holy. He deserves your worship and he deserves my worship that much. And it changed people's lives for hundreds and thousands of years. And it will be what you and I do in heaven thousands upon millenniums upon millenniums and you and I those who are there will not be tired of it because he is that worthy that's the scene the scene is there in heaven and God is elevated on his throne and those that were created by him those angels and those people that were created and bowed the knee the people that bowed the knee confessed with their mouth and said, you are my Lord. They are around the throne. You and I one day will be around the throne of that great worship service in heaven. But not only do we see that the scene is there in heaven, but second, we see that the Lamb alone is worthy to be worshipped. Read verse, read chapter 5 with me. I'll read it aloud again and you See this lamb. Then I saw in the right hand of him who was seated on the throne a scroll written within and on the back sealed with seven seals. Get the picture. God's on the throne in his right hand. There is... Um, this scroll, it is written on the front and it's written on the back. It's rolled up and it has seven seals on that scroll. And I saw a strong angel proclaiming with a loud voice, Who is worthy to open the scroll and to break its seals? And no one in heaven, 
no one on earth, no one under the earth was able to open the scroll or to look into it. Here's a scroll. The Father has it in His right hand and it has seven seals on it. And no one is able to open the scroll. And I began to weep loudly because no one was found worthy to open the scroll or to look into it. And one of the elders said to me, weep no more. Behold, the line of the tribe of Judah. Behold, the root of David has conquered so that he can open the scroll and its seven seals. And between the throne and the four living creatures and among the elders, I saw a lamb standing as though it had been slain with seven horns and with seven eyes, which are the seven spirits of God sent out into all the earth. And this lamb that was as if slain, he went and he took the scroll from the right hand of him who was seated on the throne. And when he had taken the scroll, the four living creatures and the 24 elders fell down before the Lamb, each holding a harp and golden bowls full of incense, which are the prayers of the saints. And they sang a new song. Worthy are you to take the scroll and to open its seals. For you were slain, and by your blood you ransomed people for God from every tribe and language and people and nation. You have made them a kingdom and priests to our God, and they shall reign on the earth. The Lamb alone is worthy to be worshipped. There was a moment in heaven where there was great despair in John. Because John looked around and nobody that was in heaven. No, none of the creatures. No, none of those four living creatures that had six wings. None of them that had eyes within and without. With everywhere, every direction. Whether it was the one that looked like a lion. The one that looked like an ox. The one that looked like a man or that of an eagle. They couldn't open the scroll. The 24 elders who were dressed in white. They couldn't open the scroll. The myriads upon myriads of angels. They couldn't open the scroll. John felt the desperation and John begins to weep. Only King Jesus can open the scroll. Only the Lamb, only the Lion of Judah, only the Messiah, only the, the risen Lord and King. He alone can break the seal. it to you and to me right here right now only Christ can fill you with substance only Christ can bring meaning and purpose and direction to your life he will do that for all eternity you and I will experience that you and I will see that 
for those of us who know Him as Lord and Savior, for those of us who have said, we have confessed with our mouths, Jesus, You are Lord. You are my Savior. I have sinned against You. Please forgive me. And become Lord and Savior. You and I will stand. We will join with the angelic host. Outside of Jesus Christ, the wisest man that ever walked this earth was a man by the name of Solomon. Solomon recorded these words in the book of Ecclesiastes chapter 2. And maybe you find yourself where he was in Ecclesiastes chapter 2. But here's what he said. I said in my heart, come now, I will test you with pleasure. Enjoy yourself. But behold, this was also vanity. I said of laughter, it's mad and of pleasure. What use is it? I search with my heart how to cheer my body with wine. My heart still guiding me with wisdom and how to lay hold on folly till I might see what is good for the children of man to do under heaven during a few days of their life. I made great works. I built houses and planted vineyards for myself. I made myself gardens and parks and planted in them all kinds of fruit trees. I made myself pools from which to water the forest of growing trees. I I bought male and female slaves. I had slaves who were born in my house. I, I had also great possessions of herds and flocks, more than any who had been before me in Jerusalem. I also gathered for myself silver and gold, treasure of kings and provinces. I got singers, both men and women, and many concubines, the delight of the sons of man. Can you resonate with any of that? Is that where you're searching? Folly, pleasure, wine, works, gold, silver, possessions. Solomon goes on in verse 9 and says, So I became great and surpassed all who were before me in Jerusalem. Also my wisdom remained with me. That was a gift from God. And Whatever my eyes desired, I did not keep from them. I kept my heart from no pleasure, for my heart found pleasure in all my toil. And this was my reward for all my toil. Then... After all of that, then I considered all that my hands had done and the toil I had expended in doing it, and behold, all was vanity. All was striving after the wind, and there was nothing to be gained under the sun. Jesus alone fills your life, sir. Jesus alone fills your life, ma'am. With purpose. With substance. What are you filling your life with today? Are you filling your life with entertainment? Filling your life with comedy? Are you filling your life with Suspense, you're filling your life with sports. You're filling your life with possessions. 
yesterday my dad came to our house and um, my kids love my dad, my mom. They, they love them for a number of reasons, but uh, one of those reasons is that they always bring gifts when they come. And when they come, they always let them do whatever they want to do, like yesterday, go to Sky Zone, like yesterday, go to Mid-South Ice House and skate, which was absolutely terrible for me, because that meant I went with them. But they came yesterday and they brought gifts of clothes. You know, my kids needed the clothes because just like with your clothes and my clothes, they wear out or we outgrow them. Kids, it's good to outgrow. Us adults, not so much. But Nathan needed some pants because most of his pants come up to about right here or down to right here. And they came bearing gifts. But you know, if we put our substance, if we put our lives in that possession, that possession wears out. That possession leaves us worn. Maybe we find ourselves cheering for a sports team. Everybody outside of the city of Tuscaloosa who is not a fan wants the tide to lose. Mark it down, they will lose. May not be this week, may not be next week, but they will lose. Take case in point. Year after year, that of UCLA, the great John Wooden, some 10, 11 titles in a row. Guess what happened after that? Some 9, 10 coaches that have not brought back that dynasty. Maybe you're searching after that of technology. Six months from now, if you're lucky, you'll be chasing after the next new thing. There is only one king. His name is Jesus. He alone is worthy to be praised. The third point this morning comes out of Isaiah chapter 6. The third point is this. Seeing the Lord changes you. The Lord does not change. The Lord is high and lifted up. The Lord is seated on His throne. The Lord is there forever and ever and ever. He's ruling and reigning. He does not change. But seeing the Lord, Riverbend, changes you. Let me read these eight verses for us. In the year that King Uzziah died, I saw the Lord. Sitting upon a throne, high and lifted up, and the train of his robe filled the temple. Above him stood the seraphim. Each had six wings. With two he covered his face, and with two he covered his feet, and with two he flew. And one called to another and said, Holy, holy, holy is the Lord of hosts. The whole earth is full of his glory. And the foundations of the thresholds shook at the voice of him who called. 
and the house was filled with smoke. And I said, woe is me, for I am ruined. I am lost, for I am a man of unclean lips, and I dwell in the midst of a people of unclean lips, for my eyes have seen the King, the Lord of hosts. Then one of the seraphim flew to me, having in his hand a burning coal and that he had taken with tongs from the altar, and he touched my mouth and said, Behold, this has touched your lips. Your guilt is taken away, and your sin atoned for. And I heard the voice of the Lord saying, Whom shall I send, and who will go for us? Then I said, Here am I, send. Seeing God for who He is. Seeing God where He is. Changes you. You and I like to put God in our picture frame. We like to look at Him on the wall. But He bursts forth on all four sides of that picture frame. You and I cannot. Contain him in a frame. You you and I can't put him on the shelf and say, hey, I'm going to pick him up on Sunday. The God that you pick up off the shelf and come here on Sunday is not God. For God cannot be contained on a shelf. God cannot and will not. He will not allow you or me to come to him on our terms. To say, I'll give you Sunday morning. I'll give you one night of the week. He won't let you. He created you to worship Him. To worship Him with Monday. To to worship Him with Tuesday. To worship Him with Friday night. To worship Him with Sunday morning. To worship Him with your whole life. And He desires for you to come and see Him for who He is. He knows you and He knows me intimately and intricately. And He desires for you to know Him. And when you see Him, Isaiah saw him. He saw him high and lifted up. And he said, I am ruined. I am a man of unclean lips and I live among a people of unclean lips. And my eyes have seen the Lord. Have you seen him? My vocabulary, my adjectives, my adverbs, my descriptions of him do not compare to what John wrote for us in in Revelation chapter 4 and chapter 5. They do not compare to what took place in Isaiah chapter 6. They do not compare to what took place in Revelation chapter 1 and all throughout that vivid picture book. But when you and I see Christ, when we see the Lord, we worship. We change. Our words change. Our attitudes change. Our actions, they change. Every cell in us changes. 
And I don't know where you are this morning. I don't know where you are in your spiritual journey. I don't know if you've ever bowed and bent the knee and said, Lord, I want you as my Lord. I I see that you are on the throne and you will be there forever. I want you to be on the throne in my life. I don't know if it's been 20 years, two months, or two days since you've bowed the knee. But I pray that none of us would leave this place without bowing it afresh and anew. He is worthy. He is worthy for you to die to self right now. He is worthy for you to die to every pleasure and desire that is not Him right now. He is worthy for you, ma'am, you, sir, to bend the knee right now. That's how worthy He is. And He is worthy for you to stay bent and stay bowed and stay confessed from this point forward to allow His Spirit to live in you afresh and anew and to rule over your day, to rule over your week, to rule over your life. The invitation is open for you right now. I am going to pray. Our team is going to come. We are going to stand and we are going to praise this one. We are going to sing the song that they sang. And they will sing forever and ever and ever. And I want you to join in. But even more than that, the altar is always open for you to come. To bow the knee. Come and talk with me. Come, let me pray for you. Let me lead you to the throne. Heavenly Father, this is your day. Heavenly Father, above everything. Father, above everything. You are holy and worthy of our lives. Father, we can chase after a job. We can chase after silver and gold. We can chase after a deer with antlers. We can chase after a turkey. We can chase after a basketball team. We can chase after uh, a sport. We can chase after a girl, a guy. We can chase after our family members. Father, we can chase after a plethora of things. This world is full of them. But there is no substance. God, would you show me that? Would you show us that today, right now? And would we stop chasing after anything that is not you? The altar is open. Would you stand and would you sing? Might we worship the King of kings and the Lord of lords? Might we lift higher our voices for He is worthy of that for us to praise.